right, left, right, left, marching, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, marching. When I wanna give it, feel like quitting. Something keeps living inside me, keeps yelling. Tell me, push on, push harder past the limit. It's no time for the giving and stick to it when I'm giving them. It's my all, and so they march for the sergeant. Ready to give it all up for the cause and just charge it. When I tell them to let it loose with the weapon, you blasting it down the mannequin, backing off what they never do. Never give up, not without a fight. Just to save a life, they would die, give their life. March, 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 march. Good morning, Warriors. Only I, I can only assume that you're listening to this in the morning. Maybe it's late at night. In that case, good evening. If there's any other time of the day, screw it, I tried. Thank you for listening. This is Fuel for Warriors. I'm Timothy Lawson, your host. This show is a collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java to bring you inspiring guests from the military, the veteran space, athletes, and more. Anybody that resonates with the idea of being a warrior, I want them here on the show so we can learn about what challenges them and what ultimately inspires them. That was the idea behind this show, and so uh, that's what I hope to bring you. This week, we're talking to a very good friend of mine, Chad Downing. Chad's a Marine. He's a hip-hop artist. He was a Marine security guard when he was in the service. That's how I know him. And I've actually had him on uh, my show a number of times. He was on Veteran Empire a couple of times. He just recently was on the One Too Many Veteran Suicide podcast, where he talked about the creation of a song that he did. And there's a lot to be said about uh, a partnership like this. And it's really interesting that it, I love it that Chad and I can still get together and still have a new conversation and that we can still learn from each other. And I think this is good for anybody who's heard my uh, shows with Chad in the, in the past. There's even more in here than we've than what we've had before. So very excited about that. Chad was actually one of the original guests on, on Veteran Empire. So uh, very excited to still have him uh, as a featured guest today. So. So let's chat with Chad and let's hear about his uh, his family life and, and how that inspires him. Hey, Warriors, this is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockAndLoadJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, this week's guest on Fuel for Warriors is a good friend of mine. He's a Marine Corps veteran. He was a fellow Marine security guard. I had him on Veteran Empire podcast a few times. Of course, that's going to be a recurring theme uh, in the in the early stages of this show. As I you know, I want to be able to highlight some of the more important guests that I have on Veteran Empire and bring them here on Fuel for Warriors. Mister Chad Downing, sir, it is a pleasure to be what speaking up, with up, you again. Up. My man, Tim, what's up, bro? Man, you know, I'm, uh, it's, it's always fun to get a second or third interview with someone because I can, uh, now that I've been able to get like, yeah, I've been able to scratch your surface a little bit. Now we can get into more into deeper things, you know, maybe a little bit more further into your life that, uh, that, I, you know, maybe we didn't have time for, uh, in previous, uh, previous shows. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning more about you as a, as a Marine, as a musician and, and as a person. 
Well, I'm fucking. I'm ready to share whatever, Timmy. <laughs> ready to share whatever. I, I mean, like that. you know, it's an open, open book on my life. I like that. So, people that did follow Veteran Empire, you know, they may have heard um, your the story of of you know why you joined the Marine Corps and such. But to get my new listeners, to get the Fuel for Warrior uh, listeners prepared to listen to your story, quickly tell us, uh, you know, your your venture into the into the military. Well, started off at that fateful day, walking down to the recruiter. No, no, uh, I know, honestly, uh, I, I know I said this before, but uh, I was damn homeless. I was breaking in my mom's house for some clothes, and then um, I answered the phone when it called, and I promise it, it was by chance, and it had to be from the holiest of holies himself, uh, a divine call from a Marine Corps recruiter. I answered... I uh, said I didn't have time to talk, and he, he mentioned the magic words of, hey, you hungry? And, of course, I was hungry as hell. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm hungry. What's up? And he was like, uh, well, how about I meet up with you? I'll grab you something to eat, and, you know, we could talk. I said, shit, if you're buying, I'll, I'll talk to you about whatever. So two junior bacon cheeseburgers and a fucking a medium fruit punch later, I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took, huh? That's all, that's, that's all it took. That's all the Marine Corps needed to get Chad down. <laughs> they, and they wrote me in. And, <laughs> and that was it. They, they spent a little bit more on you than they did me. Uh, my my uh, my recruiter bought me a hot chocolate uh, from from a coffee coffee shop when we met. So they they got me for a little bit cheaper, I think. But they did. You should have got. You should have squeezed just a little <laughs> bit more out of them. Yeah, should have gotten the twenty ounces instead of the sixteen yes. ounces. <laughs> should have got the, uh, the 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 vente instead of just the uh, the, the grande. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you know, so you spent most of your time in the Marine Corps as an MSG, uh, like myself. One thing I don't really know much about uh, about your military career is how you became a Marine security guard. When did you decide that you wanted uh, to be to go on embassy duty? I kind of I, I knew immediately that I I figured it out because I knew what I didn't want to do was be a damn cook, <laughs> which is my initial MOS. Or I should say my primary MOS in the Marine Corps. And I immediately knew, I was like, well, I got to get the hell out of this because this ain't for me. So I started looking at options. I went and talked to uh, the career retention specialist. And he said to me, well, you're a boot and you're going to have to suck it up. He was like, or you can come see me in about a year when you got a little bit of time under your belt. And your command will actually approve of you doing anything. So, I waited the the long year as a lowly cook, and then I uh, came back, filled out my package, and uh, he told me my options were uh, security forces or MSG, and it was pretty much whatever one I could get ASAP. So he said, "Well, I think you'd like MSG, so go for that." I was like, "All right, sounds easy enough." And that's how I got an MSG, and that was I want to say it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Forget college. That was three years of, well, it's three years of good stuff. I'm not going to go into detail. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I got kicked out of a country and put on restrictions a few times. So it was a good time. Yeah? Yeah. Good deal. I know you were in Bogota, right? Yeah, I started off in, uh, in Baghdad and then... I went down to South America, and then I, I hit up uh, Colombia, Venezuela while I was there. 
Then I got kicked out of Bogota, and all my MSGs who who might hear this, I, we were that group that you hear about that were like, yeah, in 2009, they had an entire detachment disbanded. Well, that was me. I was a part of that legendary group, so you're welcome. And then um, I got sent to Africa to to rot away for 16 months in the Democratic Republic of Congo, which ended up not being a bad trip. And then um, I spoke to the commander over there, and he thought he was inheriting the turd burglar. And he seen I wasn't a turd burglar. He just knew that I had some uh, past indiscretions. He was like, well, hey, that's in the past. If you do the right thing, maybe we can see what happens. So I got cut a break, got sent to Nassau, Bahamas for six months. Wow. And then I spent... Um, Six months there, and then two months uh, separating out of Marine Corps. I see. I didn't. I never knew you went to not Nassau. Yeah, that was my last spot. I, I'm gonna assume that Columbia was your favorite spot. Oh yeah, and ask me my worst because this always surprises people. I'm gonna guess that your worst was well, N- Nassau. Yes. Yeah. Nassau was the worst, and because I'm not even gonna say. But there was, uh, it's all about the unit you're with. Yep. And most of the unit was cool. It was just one particular individual. And everybody know if, if you were there, they know exactly, if they're hearing this, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know my buddy, uh, Lou, he listens to your podcast. So Lou, he's probably screaming right now. That effing mother effing B. He's cursing her up right now, but that's that. And nice. Uh, it's good to, good to know that you know a listener. That's uh, two degrees of separation on, on another listener. Yeah, no, nah, he, he's an avid listener. He loves all, all, all the old VE podcasts, and I'm sure he'll continue to follow whatever podcast you're putting out. I dig that. I dig that. So uh, let's get into what you're doing uh, you know, personally for yourself. And it, you've been separated from the Marine Corps just about as long as I have, right? Because we, we were separated around the same time. Yeah, um, a little over three years now. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's been that long. Uh, it feels like yesterday. It really does. Uh, you spent some time overseas as a contractor, right? Yeah, when I separated uh, in 2011, I started a school up, just like everybody else did. Needed that free. I, I don't, I don't want to say it's free because you actually you have to do your work in school, but GI <laughs> Bill pays for your school and they give you a nice check yep. every month which it, I, it, I can't say it's a whole bunch but it definitely helps and then um, what else so yeah then I was like uh, school's alright but it's not really what I want to do I'd love to get some money because I'm kind of a broke college student right now so I started applying for some jobs and a lot of guys always ask me like how do you get into that like it's some type of Jason Bourne thing. It's literally <laughs> just going on the internet and looking for uh, secure overseas security work, and bam, you'll find it. So I worked for a company uh, a little more, uh, a year and a month, exactly. And then uh, it, it was just I had no problems with the, with doing it. It was just I had spent so much time away uh, from my son at the time. I wasn't married to his mother, and we actually weren't in a, uh, a relationship together. But I definitely wanted to be there more than I was in combination with the MSG program and the uh, and the contracting. I had been gone for four years straight. So I came home to a four year old who had only known me through pictures and video and Skype sessions. And I wasn't really okay with that. So I came home and wanted to be around him. Me and his mom ended up getting back together, got married and recently, we, we got another one on the way. No and kidding. 
Yeah, no, no bullshit. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, good sir. Thank you, thank you. So uh, she got kind of upset with me. I spilled the beans the other day on Facebook because I was just so damn excited. I was like, "Oh my dad!" And she was like, "I thought we talked about how we were going to release that." Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry sweet. but she's all right now. That's yeah. my—I love her so much. That's my dear. That's, That's my good. I like that. So, uh, so, so you've done a handful of things that have been extremely challenging in your life. You, uh, you know, you grew up in the not so best of neighborhoods, and I, I know this because when we were when we were in MSG school before going there, I mentioned like, yeah. oh yeah, I'd love to see Jersey, and you were like, yeah, well, you better bring a vest. And uh, <laughs> so I, I remember you saying that too. Yeah, and so I, uh, since then, I've never been to Jersey because um, <laughs> I don't have the proper attire apparently. And then you know you were in the Marine Corps and you know we all know how challenging that could be and then you're a dad and that's that's just as challenging as, as anything it's probably you know the rewards come equal with the challenges but uh challenging nonetheless and then you also um as a as a hobby a personal venture you're you're an artist you're a musician i am so well, let me say this first being a father is definitely the most the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. It's the most interesting and the most difficult and the most rewarding all at the same time. So let me tell you, my son, man, he's a hand, he's a handful for sure. <laughs> it's uh, but every time that every time you get past him being a handful, you probably uh, reflect on your own past and figure that it's karma coming back around to deal to you. And that's right? exactly what I know it is. Before <laughs> fact, I don't even have to think about it. I knew, I know, because I I was a little hellion as a kid. I bet you were. But then again, I didn't really have my father. Uh, like is. Uh, prevalent in my life as I am in my son's life right now. So I know that, you know, the bumpy road that I chose to uh, to go down, I know that he won't deal with the same type of problems. Yeah, absolutely. Due to me being around. So uh, I have to bring this up, and I, I'm not really trying to pat myself on the back too much, but uh, I do, I am curious. Uh, do, so do you, do you remember back when we originally talked about the GI Bill and you were talking about getting into a community college? Yes, and I, yes, I already know where this I is going. I chastised right. you for <laughs> yes. for the idea of wasting your time and your money at a community community uh, college. You're going back to school now, aren't you? Yes, I am. And are you going to a local community college? <laughs> I am going to a local community college. <laughs> It's, uh, let the chastising begin again. Yes, I'm. I've returned back to uh, a lowly technical college to to still transfer over to a uh, to University of South Carolina. Okay, but there so there, there are university aspirations then. Yeah, no, they're, they're in the works. I'm actually uh, enrolled in the bridge program okay. to transfer over, oh, and okay. hopefully that'll be by the summer. That's this good. Uh, summer semester coming up. All right, so there's there's less ridicule to be put in place then. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I had to give you a hard time about come that, down on me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how's that community college? Ah, <laughs> uh, Penn State, sucker. <laughs> I've been there. Where you been? That's true. Well, I, I, I like the uh, American University. I think uh, mm-hmm. is a, you know being able to attend a private, expensive school like American University is a really great example of how veterans can really stretch their their GI Bill if they do it properly. 
Most certainly. Yeah. So, you know, Fuel for Warriors, the whole concept behind it is, you know, a warrior it can be can apply to so many different ideas. Clearly, we view military members as warriors. You know, we view uh, people that have to deal with challenges in an urban environment, warriors. We And then people who, you know, uh, you know that, that are struggling, not, not struggling, but they're challenged in their, their personal and and family life like it, it takes almost that warrior mentality the warrior ethos if you will on addressing that stuff so i want to talk i want to touch on maybe um challenge what are you what are you doing you are i hear all sorts of different noises over there it's like a damn cereal episode uh, <laughs> no no i, I walked in the restaurant i'm getting my, my wife something to eat uh-huh how many, yeah. I, I want to know how many errands you end up you you get done on on the uh, on the stretch of this podcast. Um, well, if you must know, when we started off, I was on the John, and then uh, <laughs> and then I uh, I woke and then I walked out of the house <laughs> and I grabbed my dog, took him for a little walk, uh huh, and then I hopped in the car, right, took a drive over to our local. Uh, our local cuisine spot it's it's a lovely restaurant yeah she, the the cashier agrees with me she says you bet yeah, and then do, do uh, you need time do you need time to order should i let you order no i already i actually already did that I, <laughs> I spoke, i'm telling you i'm getting it done but i can i can do it all look again most challenging task is being a father yeah and i'm telling you it, it teaches you to multitask like no other now i have paid and I'm back again. So what what were you what were you your question you were about to lead off with? <laughs> All right. So um, let, let's let's let's, so let's just focus on what you what you're doing today. You said the most challenging and most difficult thing you've done is being a father. So what what are some of the regular routine challenges that you you see as being this family man? And how do you how do you address them? How do you become better at dealing with those challenges every time they come around? Well, I, the only way to get better at them is. It's taking them head on. I just fully embraced them. Uh, some challenges I've faced recently with this little guy is he's been, you know, being a little kid, testing his parents, testing his uh, his teachers. He's been telling his teacher one thing like, oh, uh, yeah, I left my homework at home. When in actu- actuality, he never even brought the homework home. And then he leaves it on the bus. And then when he gets home, he'll be like, oh, I didn't have any homework today. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> it's been a great day. Let's go party. Let's go. Let's go to the trampoline park. Let's do all this fun stuff. And then I get a note a day later, and his teacher's like, uh, is Chad going to bring that homework back? And I'm like, what homework? <laughs> and then we get to talking, and I'm like, all right, son, put a fast one on me. Never again. So that – and it's uh, it's difficult to try and, you know, try to reason with a six-year-old and understand why he would do that. I mean th- – and at the same time, trying to teach him a lesson – and see why he shouldn't do that and not be so hard on him since he is only a six-year-old. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. And then, I don't know, uh, balancing, like, my, my personal aspirations with the family as well. Like, a uh, perfect example, I had to um, – I had drill. Oh, well, quick recap. I'm in the National Guard since I, uh, since I separated. I recently joined up earlier this year in March. But so I had drill one, one of these past weekends, and I came straight from that. Uh, to home and that same day that I came back I had a photo I had a photo shoot and a video shoot and we had a show so I didn't really get any time with the family for a whole weekend Friday Saturday I came back Sunday 
And then, you know, of course, the wife, the pregnant wife, she's pissed. She's like, oh, you're leaving me. Oh, great. Oh, another night. Me, me alone. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. And my son is like, dad, where are you going? You just got home. I'm like, I'm sorry, son. I got to go do this. I'm sorry. So instead, I bring him with me, actually, so he can go to photo shoot and uh, and the video shoot. So he ends up, he gets a little cameo in there. So when that comes out, you'll see it. Cool. Uh, just all those different things, like trying to juggle you know what you want to do what you love to do uh juggle the the life the people that you love being with it's it's, it is daunting but i mean there's always i can make time for the things i love yeah so and i that's why i don't really like when people are like oh i didn't have time i'm like bullshit you just didn't you didn't make time so um seeing that you said this is the most difficult and challenging thing and and being a father and and i think that's to really compare it to the other parts of your life, I think it's it's um, it's interesting the contrast in the like your environment, your circumstance, your challenges because the way you grew up and then in the Marine Corps, people could obviously look at those as being like dangerous, you know, and like being extremely challenging in that way. What makes your what makes being a father the most challenging thing compared to the other extremely difficult things that you've had to do in your life? I mean. I don't know. Like when you're, when I'm just, I I guess you're saying like in in comparison to deployments and like being, I mean, with deployments is, it's just taking it day by day. I mean, you really, you want to make sure that you have done what you need to do to complete the mission. And then, um, you really, cause you don't have tomorrow promise. You just got to take it for what it is that day and not get so wrapped up with all the other things, the uncontrollable aspects that you can't, you can't do anything about as, as far as a father and a family, man. I mean, there's stuff that you can't control and you have to take control of. Like you have to have money for the light bill. You have to have that food on the table and in the refrigerator. You have to make sure your son, uh, has his, um, uh, has his outfit ready for whatever winter recital he's got to do. You got to make sure, oh, did I did I pack his snack? Like, it's those it's little things that mean a lot more. And then every day so random. The thing with deployments, they tell you, like, complacency kills because they know it's the same dry, run-in-the-mill thing every day that you got to go through. And don't get complacent with it. B- being a family, man, I mean, nothing... It's ever the same. You literally have something going on every day. Every day this week, my son has had something different happen. Where his damn shirt, I, I'll be like, son, where, where's your uh, where's your shirts at? And he'll be like, oh, they don't fit. And I'm like, oh, shit, well, thank you. I didn't know that you would grow overnight. So I had to go buy, <laughs> me and his mom went and bought him a, uh, a whole new wardrobe right before Christmas. And now we got to go buy Christmas gifts. And then, um, <laughs> just like, I, I, you know, just just things that, I, I, I want, they're kind of new to me because, you know, I never had to really deal with them. I mean, I got a whole little person to take care of. It's it's yeah. just two. I got two little people. I got this little dog and I got my son. I mean, they're both they're both little kids and they just need so much care. I, we talked about this last night, yeah. how like dogs need so much care. I mean, humans need if you you can imagine how much care a dog needs. Imagine how much. A little person needs. I mean, they need they need love. They need food. They need enjoyment. They need everything. 
you know, you, you mentioned there, you know, the, the weekend you had drill and then you came back and you went off to pursue personal aspirations with like your music, mm-hmm. the video, the photo shoot. And that came with the expense of not being around your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, you know, looking forward, how do you hope to minimize that expense while still being able to explore your personal ventures? I mean, there's give and take uh, with everything. So, I mean, and my wife, she understands like, there's only one thing I really love more than my family. And that is, you know, doing music. So she's, and I got to give hella credit to her. She, she just allows me to do these things. She goes, Hey, I know you love it. So go do it. She really, she used to give me a lot of flack for it, but now she's just like, Oh, well, I know you'll be out doing whatever you're doing. She trusts me. And I, and I appreciate her for that. Cause there was one night we were up shooting that. I don't know if you've seen the, the celebration video where we were in the movie theater, Not yet. Uh, but but yeah, we we were up to like, I think we started earlier that night. We had a show, so I had already left at like eight o'clock in the night, and then or no earlier than that, I left at like six because we were doing sound check and then doing a quick rehearsal before the show. Then we did the show. Then directly after the show, after selling merch and being at the bar and uh, taking pictures and laughing and grabbing ass. And that then it, then overdrive kicked in. We were up to like five in the morning shooting this video because it was meant to be a one take video. So we couldn't anytime somebody messed up, we just started from the top wow. and did it all over again. And we were doing that till like five in the morning. It was Crazy. a long ass day. But my wife, you know, she 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 knows what I'm doing. She knows I'm not out running around with young Jessica or something and I'm just I'm, I'm out there really trying to work and do something that I love yeah she's gonna hear this and be like who is Jessica <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah she's like oh Jessica huh that's a bitch's name <laughs> yeah all right uh so lastly you know i I'm, I'm sure we know what the answer to this question is is based off the interview and how much you love your son and your family life but uh maybe take it a step further and um you'll get a little deeper into it you know what ultimately inspires you what makes it what makes this that way chad downing can take on this challenging family life and still pursue everything else that he wants to do just uh you know yeah elaborating on it it is my family of course but it's just like you know I don't want to throw my pops under the bus, but it's just like trying not to fall under like the curse of disappearing out of my son's life and just showing, giving an example to my little man, uh, do, do what you want and be great at it. And just, you know, being able to provide more to my family. Is your, is your son, if you're, so do you, do you teach your son, um, do you tell him about, you know, your, your passion and what it means to you and hope, and can you see him catching on? I want to say I try to show him. He knows how I feel about it, but you know, it's hard for a six year old to, uh, like understand abstract thought. Like his brain hasn't even developed to that part yet where he's able to comprehend that. But he knows where if you ask him, He'll tell you, like, yeah, my daddy loves music. He loves to do music all the time. He's always singing and at the studio. And I'll be like, son, I don't sing. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, you sing, dad. You sing. <laughs> clearly you sing. Yeah, but clearly I'm a singer. To, uh, but, I mean, he, he definitely knows. Uh, but I think he won't truly understand until either he reaps the benefits from, uh, you know, the work that we're putting in now. Or either he gets older and he maybe wants to do it himself until he finds his own passion. I would, uh, you know, if, if for some reason he falls, uh, he follows in your footsteps in the music, I would love to see a senior and junior collaboration. 
<laughs> no, I don't think I'm gonna ever do that. I might, uh, I might make a, a cameo appearance, but I think that would be it. Because to me, that type of stuff is kind of hokey. You think but, so? Yeah, that for me, my personal taste. All right. I mean, I, I think, uh, and you, we won't go into this too much, but I, I think like when Nas did a song with his pops, I thought that was cool. Unless like, not, I'm not talking like Will Smith and his son. I'm talking more like. Nas and his dad. Oh yeah, all right. If that's the case, then hell yeah. Because I instantly started thinking of uh, like two guys rapping on a song. If if my son played the saxophone or something, then hell yeah. Like if there were two different genres of music, yeah. But as far as like two uh, hip hop artists on the song, I'm like, nah, son, I, I'm not doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but no. But it, it, I love you so much. I, I'll pay for the studio time, but no, no I'm not. Uh, I'm not hopping on this damn song. All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much for for joining me and talking to us about uh, you know your 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 military experience and what's going on in your family life and talking to us about what's inspiring you and what's fueling uh, your your ability to overcome challenges every day. Well, thank you so much for having me, Timmy, and I want to thank everybody else out there for listening. I really appreciate it. Wow, such a great conversation. Love talking to that guy. Now that you've heard from Chad, head over to lockandloadjava.com. Cop yourself some great. Great coffee. It's some of my favorite. I haven't, I haven't had some in a while. Someone needs to tell Carl to send me some more coffee because I am out and I'm, and I'm, it's killing me. I need some more. Double Barrel Black is my suggestion if, in case you head on over there. Be sure to use the promo code that Carl brought up at the beginning of the hour. Thank you so much for listening. Blogtalkradio.com slash Warriors. We can check out each and every episode. I'm Tim. I'm on behalf of Carl and Lori and everybody else here at Lock on the Java. I'll see you next week. Tell me push on, push harder past the limit It's no time for the giving and stick to it when I'm giving them yeah. It's my all and so they march for the sergeant Ready to give it all up for the cause and just charge it When I tell them to let it loose with the weapons You blasting it down the mannequin backing off what they never do Never give up, not without a fight Just to save a life, they would die, give their life March, march, march